Assalamualaikum everyone. Welcome to another episode of Our Quran Journey where we explore and reflect on the sacred verses of the Holy Quran through Quran tagging, Quran journaling and tadabur. As we are not trained and qualified asatizas, we do not do our own tafsir of the verses that we have selected. Our discussions are aided by tafsir resources such as books and videos. So today, Nadia will touch on the dangers of giving up. Take it away, Nanat. Okay, so recently I came across uh, an article by uh, Dr. Ustaz Ahmad Dari in Berita Minggu that touches on uh, the dangers of giving up. So he mentioned that um, Islam is a religion that is safe and perfect. So there is no concept of giving up and it is only the believers who gives up. So even if, and even if you are a Muslim and you do not obey Allah, this will lead you to have a life that is not at peace. So he touches on Islam being a positive religion and emphasize, um, and emphasizes that uh, the importance of perseverance and resilience. As we know, our Prophet had to go through many trials and tribulations in his life, but he persevered and never gave up. And he always turns back to Allah to ask for help. Therefore, giving up is associated with the dis- disbelievers who do not have a strong belief of, of the religion. Islam is an optimist religion, not pessimist, making it a positive religion and not negative. So uh, some ways that he touched on to overcome um, your problems and so that you don't give up. Um, on Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayat 45, and seek help through patience and prayer, and indeed it is difficult except for the humbly submissive to Allah. What you can do is to prostrate to Allah as much as you can, and when in prostration, take your time. You know how sometimes we rush our prayers, especially when we sujud, uh, we tend to get up very fast. And even uh, when we do our normal prayers, sometimes we just rush through it. So um, when you are worshipping Allah, do it with sincerity and always take your time no matter how rushed you are. Um, secondly, he also mentioned that you can, you should increase your worship and maybe add on some sunnah prayers or like little things like, even like, you know how they say smiling is sunnah. So yeah, it's, if you can't do the big things, then do the small things. He also touches on Surah At-Talaq, um, Surah 65 verse 2, and whoever fears Allah, he will make for him a way out. And um, and he will provide for him from where he does not expect. And whoever relies upon Allah, then he is sufficient for him. Indeed, Allah will un- accomplish his purpose. Allah has already set a great extent. Uh, based on this ayah, as we we heard stories of the Prophet um, from the Quran and through as we grow up, um, there's one story whereby he was surrounded by enemies and uh, even multiple attempts on his life, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved him. This shows that your journey will be eased if you are a true believer. And then, um, and we know that the Prophet always turns to Allah whenever he's in need. So he, he put his trust in Allah, that Allah will protect him even when his life is in danger. So the key to not give up, to actually not give up, is to believe in Qadar and Qadar as one of the six pillars of faith in Islam and goodwill will come to us. So as mentioned in Surah An-Nisa, 
ayah 40, indeed Allah does not do injustice even as much as an atom's weight, while if there is a good deed, he multiplies it and gives from himself a great reward. Allah being Ar-Rahman and Al-Karim, that means the merciful and the generous, the key to not giving up is to make yourself closer to Allah and learn about Islam, to always have him in your mind and your heart. So the key to achieving serenity is through your faith, your iman and taqwa towards Allah. And know that whatever Allah gives is good for you, even the bad. So when we say that um, whatever happens, leave it to Allah, um, it is mentioned that uh, we depend on Him and therefore we seek help only from Him because there is no higher power other than Him, especially when we are troubled. Or for example, if um, Ustaz Ahmadari also mentioned that if you, for example, you, you don't have a lot of money, but but you still feel at ease and at peace because you rely on Allah and inshallah Allah will make sure that you have enough to actually get through life. Uh, humans give up because of oneself and and yet to their own ignorance and it's quick to blame Allah. That, that is why giving up is haram in Islam. So for those who are on the verge of giving up, bring yourself closer to Allah and worship Him more. So, yeah, the, the dangers of, basically, um, in the article, it says that giving up is haram because in ayah 20, in Surah 22, ayah 11, which is Surah Al-Hajj, uh, it is mentioned that end of people is he who worships Allah on the edge. If he is touched by good, he is reassured by it. But if he is struck by trial, he turns on his face to the other direction. He has lost his world and the, and the thereafter and the hereafter this is what is the manifest this is what is the manifest of loss so uh, when you feel like giving up you should always rely on Allah and not just give up so for example if you are facing a trial or tribulation in life you shouldn't just um, say oh this is the end of it you know um, like I I cannot do it or like you uh, you you really don't try because at the end of the day for example if somebody passes away you cannot just blame it on yourself it, it, it is all like kadar and kadar it's meant to be so you need to try, put trust in Allah and at the end of the day reza with whatever happens to you thanks man I'm just going to share some of my reflections um, personally I find like um, you know like some people used to say always look for Allah when you're happy um, not only when you're sad but um, when, when I grow older I find I find that it's um, it's the opposite like for me it, it was most difficult to um, like, not give up on Allah's mercy and um, you know, like knowing that Allah is there for me and that He will see me through things. Um, there were there were a couple of instances this year that um, that really pushed me um, like over the edge, if you could say so. Uh, and I find myself like dragging myself to the prayer mat to even like you know for fat prayers or like to make dua it was so difficult because it felt like at that point of time that Allah has abandoned me uh, which he did not allow obviously then because again we refer uh, back to our podcast uh, for Surah Duha Allah will never abandon you Allah is closer to you than your jugular vein mm-hmm. so yeah I, I uh, also think that um, when it's the hardest to do uh, ibadah when you feel like you are the lowest of the low and that um, 
that there's no one else who can help you increase your ibadah the more you do it the more you remember Allah um, I think the more easy it is to maintain uh, taqwa in times of difficulty let's hear Ahin's reflections today I very segar uh, it depends on how you are brought up and how you are as a person so for example the trial that me and my husband face so far is because uh, we've been trying lah kan? uh, we've been trying to have a family then try 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 uh, we took five years to wait and then alhamdulillah our rescue came and then so my husband kena retrench <laughs> uh, for the covid lah right so like it's like oh one rezeki like we happy our happiness was short-lived like within like a few months but then we were thinking like um there must be a very good reason why 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 uh things happen at that particular point of time and all knows best so for us lah alhamdulillah we did we felt we felt dejected but not at the point of despondency is that correct Raf? yes correct. <laughs> yeah like my chum like 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 giving up to that extent so i think we had a hope to i mean we had something to drive us on which was having a an addition to our family that's why we we did we did it to strive harder uh and make sure that Allah always uh, continue to usaha i mean usaha is what Strive. Ah, to strive and uh, put in effort lah. I mean, not only uh, blaming on uh, destiny or like 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 being uh, oh, uh, like very depressed about it to the extent that why am I the one getting retrenched? That kind of thing. Uh, I mean, I cannot put ourselves in other people's shoes who feels that we. At this point of time, I think we, uh, like what uh, Nat said, that turning back to him and like uh, turning back to him is the first way to go lah. Like don't to focus on your 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 trial your 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 test to the extent that you lost your way. But it's it's easier said than done lah. I mean, we Alhamdulillah we have that. That, 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 that positivity like to us you know we keep looking out for the positivity at the end of the day uh, we, we we have faith uh, in his plans and then make sure that we do something about it and not not just wait and sit around and feeling dejected all the time so if you think just do one bit at a time so for Sue's case he got a job alhamdulillah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so, uh, see, this one is all rezeki from Allah, so, uh, stay positive, people, okay, don't stress. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, uh, you are having, uh, any, any issues, reach out to Allah, he will find you a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Okay, okay. Yeah, true to what I say. I think like um, when Allah gives you a challenge or test, um, always think that is to like 
purify yourselves like um going through challenges and tests especially I know it can get really hard but maybe you can tell yourself that Allah is putting you through it so that um you can come out better stronger and also um more reliant on him uh anyway um just to share I I just read the uh, just now um on like uh I mean part of um not giving up to continuously make dua to Allah and this was uh from I think Nilofas a uh, new talk show next to Nilifah. She was with um, Professor Muhaya, is it? Professor Dr. Muhaya. Oh, oh, nama dia the Professor, the Doctor. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Prof. Dr. Muhaya. So yeah, anyway, she was, she was sharing that um, like she realised that she wake up even for tahajud but her dua never got answered and then she reflected deeper in herself like what has she not been doing? And that was, um, she realised it was uh, what she was eating. She realised it was what, was she, what she was wearing. Um, she don't touch labo or like the socks. Um, she's not covering up her ankles or something like that. So she decided to implement these small, small things. And I think that also plays a part in, in getting your dua answered also. Like also, I think the, the takeaway that I wanted to put forward was that um, during the challenging times, I think that's when we should start to do even deeper self-reflection and then we start to work on what we think uh, could help us uh, make the, you know, make our du'as uh, decoverkan uh, and, and subsequently our, our challenges and tests be lifted. Okay, let's hear from Raf. Have you ever had like um, any uh, situation that you feel like you were about to lose hope or anything like that? I've I've had lah my very <clears throat> what I what I call it my my dark days lah, so like uh but okay but um maybe to put in context also just like Ayn um I've been married for a while uh eight years to be exact, so we've been trying lah for these eight years we've been trying to conceive but um of course <clears throat> it's not our rezeki yet so I think it got more it got um the I won't say the desperation, but then the 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 need or the the want to be to to conceive was quite strong um, within the last few years, especially I think. So there was there was actually a period where I like I say like it was, it was a very dark period for me. I was I was quite um I was quite depressed actually. So okay, I'm someone who actually is um. I'm very good at concealing my my feelings lah. So even in front of my husband Aizam, I didn't even I didn't even show it to him, you know, that I was very affect, affected by by this whole um by this whole um unexplained infertility lah and all that. So I think only when only much later then I I told him lah like you know, like what's going on, what's bothering me and all that. So yeah. So I think nobody really know um how how much I've been struggling also like internally, but um I think since I I think what really um got me out of of that is also knowing that um knowing that Allah does not put me to this uh through this test without um without have without having a way out for me. Um, because I mean, it's it's um it's mentioned in the Quran all along. Um, I mean um I mean in various in various instances in the Quran, um, 
where you know where every believer will be tested um, in this world. And you know, I think in it was in Surah Al Baqarah, if I'm not wrong, um, that Allah does not burden a soul beyond what it can bear, something like that, something along the line. So I know that whatever uh, challenge or the test that Allah has put me through, um, I've not basically I've not reached the my upper limit yet. I've not reached the limit that I can that I can cope with it. It's something that I can. It's something that I can overcome, but probably I've just not reached that potential. I mean, to put it to put it um, loosely, I've just not reached the potential yet, lah, to to overcome that challenge. But I think Alhamdulillah. Um, I think after I got like reacquainted with uh, with Islam, um, I I am able to better manage um, my. I won't say my emotions, but I think there's I I um I feel like the 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 the, the worshiping that I do sometimes I mean like like through prayers I know that you know I can always talk to Allah on the prayer mat you know to 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 ask of Him you know for Him to you know to calm my soul during prayers or even through you know reading of the Quran and all that yeah so um I mean. I mean, desolation or even despair. It's um, it's a very very dark period that one can go through. It's it's I I, I won't say that we cannot we cannot feel that way. Um, it happens. Uh, it happens to even you know the best of us. You know, having those dark dark periods and all that. But I but I think we I, what really got me through is also of course, um, having having really having that faith after all. You know, holding on to the faith and um. You know, um, macam, I, I won't say serahkan or you know leaving it everything to Allah, but you know you also need to to find ways ah to to overcome to overcome this particular challenge. So you know, like just like yesterday, I actually watched this Malaysian drama um, about Takdir. So the the protagonist or I don't know whether protagonist or antagonist, uh, he was like both. Um, he actually blamed everything to Takdir. Hey. So whatever. I think I watched the same show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So is it called Jangan Salahkan Takdir yeah, or something like that? that? Yeah. So the character, um, I think his name was Romy or something like that. He actually blamed everything to Takdir. Like whatever happened to his life, uh, him being fired from his job and all that. He blamed it all on Takdir. So... um. Then I guess that's how he felt. You know, he felt a lot of uh, unhappiness, dissatisfaction with his life because he believed that everything that has happened to him is always about that day. But he, I think he, uh, he, I mean, he forget lah. He, or rather, he failed to realize that, um, you know, that you can actually change the course of your life, or even you know the outcome of you know your 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 pursuit. You know, uh, through through you know your hard work and your efforts in trying to change um, how things are. Lah. Yeah, so that was a good drama. You all should actually work, check it out. <laughs> yeah, because the title. <laughs> Jangan salahkan takdir. Don't blame takdir. What is takdir? Don't blame your fate. Is it? Yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's yes, nice, I... nice, nice. I love it. My mother was like, ah, bodoh. <laughs> Only know how to blame. Because, yeah, he's a good actor lah to bring out the... the, the the antagonist eh? antagonist yeah. character yeah he had yeah the antagonistic character lah so i thought it was also quite apt for our for our topic today because he was just blaming and blaming his takdir his fate when 
you know, like I think we we are also, you know, when when it comes to all our tests, we are encouraged we are encouraged to to find solutions to it before Allah uh, will come and yeah, won't see what come will before Allah will provide the help to us, uh, the assistance to us. So, yes, that's about it for me. Thanks, Raf. I know it must be really difficult to like get out of that place sometimes, and I know um how it feels uh to be there, but you're like the living proof that um having Allah, Islam and Quran by your side really helps to heal uh, your soul. Okay, what about Mirta? Can we hear from you your reflections? Uh I think hopelessness comes from when we think when we have seen maybe like sinning makes us feel bad and then we are ashamed and disappointed in ourselves and then uh because of all this we feel like our law will not forgive us or will be angry with us and it's a it's a dark feeling lah but it's also one of uh shaitan's uh it's also how shaitan use it to push us further away from god so when uh when we think that we will not be forgiven then we we will respond by turning away from God, some some of us. Lah. And that is how shaitan works. But actually, like Farah said, uh, when you remember Allah, He will remember you. Uh, I think it was in the hadith that Allah said, uh, I treat my slave according to his expectations for me, and I am with him when he remembers me. If he remembers me in his heart, I remember him in my heart. If he remembers me in a gathering, I remember him in a better and nobler gathering, um, like among the angels. And if he comes closer to me by one span, I go towards him a cubit's length. If he comes towards me by a cubit's length, I go towards him an arm's length. And he, if he walks towards me, I run on to, unto him. So in times of despair, if you remember Allah, surely Allah will, will remember you. So I think, and then uh, one human uh, flaw or something like that, is it a flaw? I don't know, uh, is that we tend to minimize our blessings but magnify our struggles. Yeah, like it's just like social media, lah. The, the bad news gets more viral than the good news. We can try to shift our mindset on that, lah. Like, even in the in our lowest moments, right, there is a actually a hidden blessing called the post-traumatic growth. So after every trauma, there's a positive change if you if you fight for it, lah. Yeah. So that is a blessing in it in itself. Yeah, that's what I think. This one reminds me of the this Pixar show, the one with feelings. What is it called? Lah? Feeling show, yeah. Yeah, so like like inside ah, out, inside yeah. out. <laughs> the one the girl is uh, like focusing and accepting being sad, but then growing out of that. Understand, understand, understand. <laughs> so for every trauma, there's a, a chance to grow, lah. Yeah, just look at it as a blessing. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> actually, you sorry. Actually, oh. just want to interject. What Mirta say is actually one of the theories I learned in social work. It's called the strength perspective. Uh, so yeah. actually, yeah, it's actually what one one of it. Uh, it's part of the strength perspective theory. Uh, where so there are actually five principles. So one of the principles actually said that trauma and abuse, uh, illnesses and struggles may be injurious, but may also be sources of challenges and opportunities. You know, we may see as we may see trauma as something that is 
holding us back from growing but it's actually something that can also be used or rather be you know uh, uh, yeah be used as a focus uh to grow for for someone to you know to find growth yeah to get out of that period that that, that trauma thanks Raf and Mirza I think at the end already uh it's up to us to find like the positive in that particular hardship and I think we mentioned also in the first podcast um that having gratitude uh, when you're thankful for something you find uh, the good in something um that being positive uh that's being a positive Muslim you guys have anything to add okay uh, like I mentioned before is like uh whatever trials or tribulations that you go through always keep Allah near your heart and your mind because uh most like usually whatever trials you go through is only temporary. It's not permanent. So eventually it will go away. Uh, yeah. So for me, like, for example, I've been through a few times when my dad was, my my dad uh, collapsed and then like, when my mom went to work uh, at Expo for the COVID patients. Yeah, I, I got worried for her and everything. But, and then like, even my husband, when he's, because now with the COVID and all, he cannot go sailing. So I always tell myself and I tell him that as long as we also her, we try, we try our best and keep Allah in mind, you know, um, and not give up. Inshallah, Allah will actually help us and protect us. And if we don't get certain things, means it's really not meant for us. So, and I feel that it's only like when I, like Raph mentioned, when, when we rediscover Islam back and we learn more, that's when we keep telling ourselves that, you know, it's, in Allah's plans and we need to trust Allah. I think it, uh, for me, it's like I constantly tell myself that I I need to trust Allah. It's very difficult, but you just have to keep reminding yourself because there will be times whereby you will forget and then you will fall back and you know, like why does it happen to me and all that and you feel like giving up, but just keep going back to Allah no matter how hard it is. And like, yeah, there are some days whereby you, you might not like for example, your prayer is not uh kusho or what, but always try to give your best because you have five prayers in a day. So it doesn't mean that one prayer is not kusho. The next one, you know, you can always do better. Yeah, talking about that, um, like I know, yeah, like not say it's, it's difficult to have trust in Allah because we see, um, or rather we take uh, Allah's capabilities in like a human capacity, like you don't think it's possible for this to be done. But we forget that Allah is Al-Malik. He's the king of like the universe or king of everything. He can do anything. He can make the impossible possible. So like when you, even when you make dua, it doesn't matter. Just just make, just continue making your dua, putting in your effort because you know at the end of the day, Allah will settle it all for you. It's like, there, there's just some, uh, there's some ways that Allah works that we don't know. Lah. It's, we need to stop thinking of Allah's uh, capabilities as 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 um and, and like make it similar to human uh, capacities. That's when we limit ourselves and we think like much like you know it's so constricting. I cannot do this. This cannot happen. And then you start to you know go through the whole giving up process. So yeah, maybe we need to also start opening our minds. So yeah, that's it for this week. If you like our content, please follow us on Spotify. Uh, we're also available on Instagram where we do Quran journaling and also mini book reviews. Thank you for listening to us. Bye. Assalamualaikum. 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 Assalamualaikum.